Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to Podswoggle, a wrestling podcast with entertainment. This is your host, Mullet, here. Time, uh, man, what a bad week to talk news because nothing is happening. <laughs> In Chicago, uh, I have the only other two members on the show of the show of the Swaggle Squad at the moment. Uh, we will start in Chicago, Illinois with Spencer. Well, you know, Chicago's just a wrestling town, baby, and uh, we take it seriously. You guys got it. We, we, between the two of you and me, we really do have it pretty well. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's true. <laughs> But we basically, yeah, like we're gonna. Uh, dang, it stinks, it stinks that uh, AEW did their uh, Las Vegas show, because there is like a non-zero chance that between the three of us, we'd be able to go to every single pay-per-view like that they ever do. Yeah, but, those are know. like just the two locations that they ever run. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, two yeah, Florida and Chicago. <laughs> like, that's it. Also, speaking of Chicago, and also in Chicago is Rich. I there's. Almost too much to keep up with. This past weekend, yes. mm. uh, fucking Chikara was in town, and it's like oh, we couldn't even that. couldn't even fucking figure it in. Uh, and earlier in the day, it was like their biggest yeah, show of the year. Uh, it was the biggest shows of the year, that's right. and we couldn't even fucking like think to try and make it work. <laughs> and earlier in the day, in the same locale, uh. was the Midwest mixtape, which is like all these fucking right. Midwest indie companies that we talk about all the fucking time, Freelance and mm-hmm. Southern Underground Pro and fucking all these other ones, yeah. had like apparently a fucking great show. And we couldn't even pay it any mind, man. <laughs> it's, it's a glory day for for fucking wrestling and and it's great we're up to our fucking nipples in wrestling damn right rich i got you on the shikar front dog <sighs> this is mullet with his shikara update in hopefully three sentences or less i used to feel down hit the ground running makes me this is my Shakara update in three sentences or less. Oh, good, because I was looking at the I was looking at the roster recently, and I was hoping you would do this sometime soon. Oh, I'm not even on the roster page. So what I'll do is I'll just read you uh, just assumptions based off of the results from Profite DB for their anniversary show. The Whisper was defeated by a now Americanized John Francis of Coronado. So either <laughs> so either they just replaced him with a white dude, or this is his new gimmick. Uh, got some new names up in the mix, like Stray Cat, and uh, was uh, there's two Green Ants now, Green Ant number two. Uh, oh, there's man, there's so many twos. There's run out of names. Uh, and finally, I think Dasher Hatfield lost his mask. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, there's a there's a juicy a juicy Shakara update for you, right there. Um. And that'll be the last we talk about it until... Speaking of them, I was looking at uh, a couple of the fellows that got signed to the uh, AEW roster who I didn't recognize. Uh, what are the names? The Evil Super Uno. Smash Bros. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So yeah, Player Uno, Player Dos, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which, who, unfortunately, nobody else in that building knew either. 
That's a shame. Which, yeah. Which like hurts me. Do- Doses have like four different names. <laughs> he's, yeah. He, he's been player Dose. He's been stupefied. He's been Stu Grayson. Uh, and he now he's going to be something else. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm familiar with the gimmick because I've seen a couple of like, you know, YouTube videos here and there because it's like a very good gimmick for YouTube videos. And they've done plenty of, of, uh, real. of PWG shows oh, as well. Right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, they were, they were one of the OG, not OG, but like they were one of the hot PWG tag teams. They also were kind of the first to like early before up, up, down, down. They used to have a really great uh, YouTube show called like four play where like they would have a title and the four of them would just play a random wrestling game on their YouTube channel and BS and like shoot the shit. And it was great. Um, so yeah, they're awesome. They're a great pickup. Well, I guess we know what we're starting with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like all I'm thinking about. So, uh, like, since it happened, I, was like, I can't stop just like scouring Reddit for like new AEW like information. Well, the, there's that's pretty much the, all the news. That's the, all that's there. AEW had their first show this past Saturday, Double or Double or Nothing, uh, and by all accounts, it was a gigantic success. Um. Everybody, all three of us have watched the show, correct? Yeah, that is correct. Perfect. And Tope will be joining us uh, shortly, and I believe he's watched mostly highlights. He hasn't seen the whole thing. Okay. Um, and I guess we can start with general thoughts, or, or I guess like on the scale of bust, busting out of your pants seams to already shot up to the ceiling. <laughs> how, how is everybody feeling so far? Uh, I am very erect for AEW. Okay. <laughs> All erection wrestling. <laughs> That's what it stands for, right? Yeah. Okay. I think Augie drafted that company in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> for, for yeah. I think, uh, I think it was better than All In as a whole in terms of like a wrestling pay-per-view. It wasn't quite as fun and silly. Which is not a bad thing necessarily. Yeah, All In had it the shouldn't. benefit of being a one-off, really. Right, right. Whereas this, yeah, they're like, oh, we can't do that kind of wacky Joy Ryan Dick uh, priest, you know? Like, yeah, we can't be doing that shit the whole time. Uh, but then also the the battle royal wasn't as good. I don't think it was, not. but I but I do like the gimmick. I think. Because I'm also very uh, impatient, and so when it's like when the bell rings, or you know, what I'm saying like when the timer goes off and we get five new dudes like all at once, I like that. Yeah, I so live. I only watched the 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 pre-show, the the mm-hmm. buy-in. Yeah. Um, I was not a fan of the battle royal, and I was extremely worried at it for yeah. a couple different reasons. Uh, number one, which is going to happen, but as a brand new company and like their first thing, it was a production nightmare. Yeah. That was going to be my number one thing. It it almost seemed like it was like a warm up for (laughs) the production team. Sure. Like for the cameraman and for like directors and stuff like that. That's like, all right, let's get our, our, we're just getting our bearings. You can't miss a guy getting a fucking lit cigarette stapled to his goddamn forehead. If that's the business you're going to be in, you can't miss that. Yeah, (laughs) although it was kind of funny to, like, someone pointed out, like, uh, Joey enters the ring, lets a cigarette up, we cut away. 20 seconds later, we cut back, and he's just screaming in agony with it to his forehead. Like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) So it's kind of funny, but, like, yeah. Unintentionally. Unintentionally funny. You had that. You had eliminations and certain other spots, important spots being missed. 
So yeah, it's, sure. it's, it's people need it's to drink things. God damn it! <laughs> That's what oh, I kept thinking. Like, this is a nightmare to drink to. It was because Samantha and I did it literally the next night, <laughs> and, that'll, and that'll be coming out on the podcast uh, here in a few weeks. Our 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 sec- not our third or fourth annual candy candy rumble, but our second ever wild card rumble. That Spencer, I think Sam and I finally figured out what we tried to do a couple years ago in Chicago oh, when you put food and drinks and everything else in the mix. Yeah. I think we figured it out. Yeah. Here's the only thing I'm going to say. I ate 11 Kit Kats in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, was the production team for the first, for, for All In, was that like an ROH crew or something? Basically, or yes. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. like I, I feel like every single spot was hit perfectly on camera for the, for the, for yes. the All In show. Absolutely. And so so that was a that was one of my things, because also they missed like the commentators also totally missed the fact that Orange Cassidy was supposed to be in the match. Um, They miss they they missed like chunks of it. And also to me, it's like you're going to have to kind of tone down not your style. I don't want to say that at fucking all, but you have to kind of tone tone down some of the like parameters in which you normally fall under as like a company, because like you either got to be this wacky, zany, silly shit where you got glacier misting people and orange Cassidy doing the slow kicks and cigarettes stapled the forehead, or you got to like, make sure that like the story is safe and coherent to like be told from beginning to end. <laughs> that's a, so, that's a really good point. Yeah. So, and I, I think they're going to easily figure it out. And they already started to figure out throughout the show, but that kind of match and that kind of concept to start right out of the gate, was also kind of was like, oh man, like let's let's auger yeah. this baby in a little bit, and then they ultimately did. Well, I feel um, like they did with the second match on the pre-show with um, sure. Guevara versus Kip Sabian, who yeah. I really enjoyed. It was the first time I saw Kip Sabian; he was Same. really good. Same. Um, but besides that, once we got in the actual show, um, I would agree with you, Spencer. I all in was probably the like the more fun show right. so that means double or nothing was a success because it should be it shouldn't necessarily be a more fun show it should be a show that you build upon right and that's like, what you, say it wasn't fun at all pay-per-view when you're like wait money in the bank sure was fun well you don't say that you're like that was a good pay-per-view and double or nothing yeah. was a good pay-per-view yeah yes that that's you hit the nail on the head that's exactly the way to define it, it um good. every step along the way made you want to it, it helped you anticipate the next pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. You, know? you wanted so, to immediately know what's going to happen on the television show that they don't have yet. But you were like, why can't I like watch the TV show later on the week for the follow-up to this? Yeah. Yeah. That was exactly what I thought afterwards. I was like, I can't believe we have to wait another, like what? Five, like four or five months for the show. Right. Um, well, thankfully they have been the elite and they have the other shows to kind of be stop gaps, but um, that does help. Yeah. Uh, kind of MVPs, LVPs, kind of what everyone was was really digging and really not digging on the show. Well, not to dive right into the obvious. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's one main MVP. Uh, you know, a match I could really just watch over and over again was the Joshi six woman match. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved it. I don't watch a lot of Joshi wrestling. I know it's been out there forever. Right. And I'm like fucking Johnny come lately to this shit. I'm in. I love it. They're very Absolutely. good. Uh, yeah, that's like one of one of definitely one of my like weak areas in terms of like wrestling knowledge. Like I don't know anything about the Joshi wrestlers. Like I knew who Aja Kong was mm-hmm. because she wrestled twenty years ago against like Medusa. Yeah. Yep. Same. I mean I I 
I'm not going to be saying anything different for once than you guys. I don't know anybody but Aja Kong. She terrified me when I was nine years old, and she still horrifies the <laughs> fuck out of me. Um, Aja Kong is to me as New Jack is to Augie. I'm so scared <laughs> of this fucking woman. Well, and I guess to say that, like, I hope that they work Joshi wrestlers into the regular product. Yeah, I feel I mean, like that's something Kenny's pushing. Right. Yes. He is, absolutely. And it, that's the way it should be, is that they will be an integral part of that division. Yeah. Um, because if I can if I can cross over into something that I wasn't the biggest fan of, I wasn't a biggest big fan of the, the other women's match on the show. Yeah. Um, I like the personalities involved, but I didn't think it was the best showcase of all four. Awesome Kong it was is a fantastic surprise. I worry about her mileage because... I mean, the woman's got a fucking SAG award for crying out loud. She shouldn't have to be doing this anymore. Um, yeah, it, it almost really, it really just felt like a singles match between uh, Britt Baker and uh, Smiley right. Kylie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm still new on the on the Kylie Ray front. Um, I'm still unsure. I like I like Britt Baker. Um, I I thought Nyla had some rough moments, but it could have just been nerves. Yeah. Um, and then Ali on commentary, kind of the combination, and then Brandy like being kind of at the forefront of it, like just that whole package. I was concerned about how that was going to be going moving forward, and Joshi's kind of helped me mm. feel better about it later on in the show. But not not one of my highlights of the show was that in, that particular part of it. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, on all end, they had there was only a single women's match, and it was luckily it was like fantastic. Mm -hmm. right. So it was very good that they had more than one women's match because yeah, this one was like. Not necessarily a showcase of the talent. Yeah. I mean, but that's going to, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be like, look, there was two women matches on their first show. That's the first time that's ever happened in wrestling history, probably. <laughs> so that's already a, a, positive, yeah. a positive step forward. My, uh, um, real quick, my, my girlfriend pointed out, it's like we, Rich and I have now seen Kylie Ray and uh, Britt Baker wrestle against each other multiple times. It feels like there's kind of like a, not a feud necessarily between the two, but something going on are you putting legos together? is there like a step team bat in your background oh no that's tope here tope is here in uh in new york speaking, oh, of, a step team, speaking of a step team in new york is tope oh so there'd be a step team mullet it could have it could have been a marching band i did not say step team oh hmm never mind <laughs> <laughs> i didn't open that door i just continued the the journey through it uh any anyway um so Britt Baker's a dentist. Smiley Cowie smiles a lot. My girlfriend pointed out, why ah, are they working together? Like, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm sure maybe they'll go angle. there. Yeah, a tooth angle. <laughs> a tooth angle. Well, hey, is Glenn still signed? Sign Glenn up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the manager. I, another thing that dawned on me while watching Devil or Nothing. By the way, hey, Tope, how's it going, buddy? Oh, it's going great. I just uh, jumping in on this. I guess you guys are talking about that thing that happened on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, that two-bit indie show or whatever. The piss ant indie show. Yeah, fucking not worth the lint out of my belly button. Anyway, it dawned on me while I was watching the show when they were making their entrance. Like, oh fuck, they're putting Trent or fucking they're putting Trent and Chuck on national television. Did you watch come, come I, September? If you go to the AEW uh, YouTube channel, you can watch their whole. Oh, they put it up. I so didn't see what it was when it was happening. I watched the video. It's 
it's wild. It's fucking yeah. out of control. <laughs> insane. Did you see the, the screenshot of the text that uh, Chuck yeah. uh, posted? I saw the text first and then a day later watched the video and I was like, those fucking madmen did that. They're going to be on TNT. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely bizarre. They're going to be letting that happen. Yeah. I hope there's a lot of cross promotion because I just want them to have to like do really shitty ads for TNT shows. <laughs> Dustin, <laughs> listen, when was the last time you popped a hog and watched The Closer? Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like the old Artie Lang used to tell this bit about like, uh, uh, what the fuck's his name? Like Joe Buck's dad being like, a high fly ball caught by. John Baxter, this Sunday, Meredith Baxter Bernie stars in The Battered Woman. Like, like all these, like, really awful, like, segues. That's what they should use Chuck and Trent for. Um, Let's just get uh, Chuck and Trent and Barkley and Shaq just doing crossover promotion. Sounds like a perfect... Chuck Taylor would be like, hey, Chuck, what's the most amount of money you've lost to a ghost? Like, (laughs) dumbass questions. Oh my god, get them on best friends for real. Fuck. <laughs> um so Tope, yeah, like as you know, we're kind of in the middle. We're just kind of discussing. We've already kind of discussed general thoughts and like, we can kind of get yours as we move along, but we're also in the midst of just talking about like our valuables, our most valuables, you know, stuff that surprised us and whatnot, just kind of like an overall. We've discussed pretty much all the women thus far in both positives and negatives. Um did you have a specific positive or negative? And I'll tell you if we've already discussed it or not. Uh I mean they're there's the big one at then I think we have so I'll wait for that one then. But outside um, but yeah, but outside of that, just like general thoughts. Um yes. obviously great, great show. Very, very fun show. Um I guess no, I you know, I'm gonna wait till the end. I'm gonna wait till the end. Cause I, I got I got some takes I wanna throw throw out. I want Tope's takes. Tope's Tope's got hot takes. Um so other so we're, we keep skirting around one thing. But do we want to fill in all the rest of the blanks? <laughs> uh, yeah. What else was there even? Um, it's like it's like dominating my mind right now. Uh, the there was the also and and Helico and Jack Evans are just also like Jack Evans is another person that's going to be on <laughs> wide national TV, which is an, again just fucking mind blowing. Jack Evans should have been probably on national television for the past like 10 years. So the fact that it's finally fucking happening, I'm very happy for it. No, but you can tune in weekly to watch Jack Evans die. In your yeah. room. Just like talk the most shit of anyone since like ever, honestly. <laughs> and then, yeah, I get murdered. I've been watching Jack Evans die since I was in 10th grade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we want to talk about the announcers at all? Uh, yes. Um... I I liked one and a half of them. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I actually I like I like two of them. I like two of them. So I, I say half because as the show went on, Jay, Jim Ross started to remember who he was. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I kind of felt like he got back in a groove and and like gained his mojo back. So by the time like the end of the show happened, his voice was very much needed in that moment, and we got it. Yeah. Um, so that was perfect. Uh, I've always loved Excalibur. I've always wanted Excalibur to be in a more prominent role. Um, So I think he's going to do a great job. Him and JR together, one of them's got to kind of figure out how to be like a a color analyst. Mm -hmm. I've been been kind of hot and cold on on Excalibur. Because I wanted to like him, but I was like, "Ah, I don't really, what's his deal? And I think he's the 
like they AEW needs Excalibur on that yes. commentary team. Like, Wait, he is the only guy that has to be there. He helps provide incredible context for yeah. a lot of people, and he also sounds like a sports commentator. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and yeah, like it was like Jr. was like a nice kind of comfort voice there. Right. Um, but I guess again, like they've said that he won't exactly be calling commentary all the time. Yeah, sure. Um. Alex Marvez makes Byron Saxton sound like Tony Romo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yeah. That's been good for this for a while. No, I know. I know. But, like, you get what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah, I felt bad for Marvez, man, because I was like, oh, man, he's done, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he looked one hell of a- terrified in his fucking goodwill tie it's <laughs> gonna make one hell of a trivia question just like rob bartlett man like yeah exactly mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> like on the buy-in like he only thing he did was like kept reminding people to like go by the show which okay yeah I get, you have to do that mm-hmm. and then when like page one he's like all right and hangman page has won the match like just basically <laughs> like how i just said it and it's like <laughs> this is like the biggest wrestling show not wwe like fucking ever like, get somebody fucking excited. You have my number. Call me. Um, <laughs> and as so, it went on, like, I really think at a certain point, he started just getting Art Donovan, because I honestly don't remember him talking yeah. <laughs> the last, like, three like, matches. Yeah. So, but I, mean, I, I, I just, I, I thought JR did a, a, having only heard him call, uh, what, what even was it? Like, he never called New Japan Live. He was always calling it for, like, access or whatever. No, he called it. He call, he would call some of those shows live. That, yeah. Like, the uh, uh, Long Beach shows. Yeah. But uh, he'd be paired up with, what's his name? Barnett. 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 And, man, that was just, like, not fun to listen. Like, was he was rough. just, like, yeah, it was, like, he was checked out. I like, didn't care about the product, like, as far as, you know, mm-hmm. my thoughts on it. That's what it seemed like to me. So it seemed like he was he was back and cared about it again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if we keep getting that, I think we're good. Again, I don't think we're getting him on a regular basis. He should be saved for special occasions as oh, long okay. as he comes up to the occasion. They need a solid, not as even a heel, but a solid uh, color guy like like what Rocky Romero does for New Japan like would be mm-hmm. fucking perfect. Somebody that, a former wrestler that knows his shit, that has a good rapport like Excalibur has and PWG with every guy he ever does it with. And I think they'll and, be... Uh, fucking Don Callis. Yeah. Well, Callis is kind of busy. <laughs> is he an uh, Impact guy right now? Yeah. 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 Callis is basically running Impact Wrestling. Um, and they're, yeah. So Ka- I would love Callis, but we'll see. I think there's going to be plenty of changes with that. But overall, good. Better than I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, I liked, I liked uh, again, just the little things. I liked the Blazers. Whether they were like the little nice. AEW, AEW oh, Blazers. Sure. Yeah. yeah that's, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about the referees while we're talking? Like we're in this sort of. <laughs> Honestly, I could. Like I know I want to. I'm not joking. Like, I want to. Every ref was just like, "Oh, they're very good at their it, job." Like it, Bryce Remsburg is maybe one of the best in the fucking business. It was almost. It was almost like a murderer's row of indie re- of indie refs who are yeah. now AEW refs. Uh, fucking uh, uh, her name's but, Aubrey. I wanted her to get signed for, from the May Young Classic because she refed for the May Young Classic last year. Is she one that goes by uh, Girl Hebner? Yeah. 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 She was her match in particular was fantastic because yes. it was the Joshi match, I think. Yes. She counted, she was a two count only, mm-hmm. and she held two fingers up, the bell rang, and she went, She Fuck fucking no, held it. This is a two count. Yeah. We are continuing this match. That was a great fucking moment. And, I, and like well shot. Like, yes. fuck, I could, yeah, I'll go fucking four refs deep on this motherfucker. Oh, yeah, no, no doubt. And, and so that really was like, oh no, these refs are in charge. Like, it, it accidentally created a character for her. Yeah. You know? 
And Earl Hebner still sucks, but I well, don't know how many times in <laughs> yeah. the mid nineties Mike Kyotas told his crew that we're gonna go four refs deep tonight. Don't ever say <laughs> that phrase again. Rich. But, yeah. but to your point, Rick Knox has always been the fucking man. We so, talked about Remsburg. Remsburg might be one of the best refs ever. Remsburg's just great. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and Rensburg in particular isn't uh, scared of like talking, like jaw jacking back. Yeah. Because I forget what match it was. It was some tag team match where someone like wasn't tagging properly and he was like, there's some sort of banter and back and forth. scolding him. Right. And then they did a proper tag and they're like, is that better? And he was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like and then, no one in WWE would ever do that. And then he fucking flew to Chicago the next day to ref uh, Chikara. Chikara. Yeah. The best. Yeah. Um, and you got Justin Roberts, who's always been a good ring announcer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big fight feel already has bits for certain guys like yeah. fucking works. He should have um, never been fired. He was he's fucking fantastic. He's great. I mean, thankfully, Greg Hamilton is very good. I love Greg um, Hamilton. And, and is a fine like replacement. But yeah, I mean, I don't see why a guy like Roberts is let go in the first place. I mean, but we still, we got him back now. Um, yeah. uh, SCU and Strong Hearts. Good opener. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed with, uh, with them. Yeah. With yeah. Uh, OWE in, in particular. Because I, I didn't know anything about All I knew was like the couple of Chinese guys that WWE had brought in who I think are from that company originally. Or what, what company uh, like, was it? I don't remember. But if we're going to talk about a Ho-Ho Loon. That's, uh, I, I mean, I don't want to. That's you've already said too yeah. much. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. WWE brought in a couple of Chinese guys that was really like, that. they felt pretty lackluster to me. So I kind of wrote China off as like a wrestling country. And then OWE comes in and was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, these are very good wrestlers. SEMA's been killing it for forever. Uh, Rich and I saw T-Hawk in an Evolve show like six years ago. Like, just chopping the fuck out of dudes. Um, <laughs> and also, you figure, like, the age of everybody. Like, Daniels is 50. Kazarian's mm-hmm. in his 40s. Scorpio Sky's got to be in his fucking late 30s, early 40s, too. SEMA is, too. I think Sky's actually deceptively young. I think he's, oh, like, yeah. maybe early 30s. Okay. Um, but it's still kind of crazy to think like he was, you know, in 36. the door. He's thirty six. Okay. Wait, he's younger than Augie. Uh, <laughs> April second, nineteen eighty three. It is very close. <laughs> <laughs> he's older by a month. Yeah, yeah. He, I thought he had a, an incredible showing because I never really yeah. thought too much of him. But, uh, yeah, considering like the first time you know anyone probably really ever saw him, he was. Uh, in fucking Daniel Bryan and Kane skits on Raw. You remembered who he was? If you remember, you remember his name? Oh fuck! I should. I know it's bad. Ugh. Harold. Harold. That's right. He almost got signed as Harold. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, good opener. We already talked about the the women's matches. Um. We already talked about best friends. Uh, it's kind of funny that we're just kind of almost don't. There's really not much to talk about with the fucking Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks. It's just it was yeah, fucking yeah, you know, four star match from from those two guys mm-hmm. from those two their, teams. Their traditional fantastic match that you know was incredible. Never, I've never um, seen a Young Bucks match. Never seen a bad Lucha Bros ma- uh, match. Uh, before getting into any other sort of uh, of the other two matches that we've been uh, skirting. Uh, I just have like two production nitpicks that we sure. haven't discussed. Uh, yeah, to... The they need to like pipe in the music into yes. like the the broadcast better. Yeah, because yes. like you just couldn't fucking 
discern anything that was being played really. And I uh, think, and that didn't allow me to have an a, a, like a good judgment because my early call was that it was pretty lackluster music. I mean, granted, it's I, I don't know if Downstate's going to be handling a lot of it or not, but that it just answers that right there. Yeah. Um, but that was more so my complaint was like I couldn't even really tell. Um, and then my other thing is I don't like the idea of the 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 heel and face entrance uh, nope. tubes. Is that what they were doing? Hate it. Yeah. Hate it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I never picked up on that. Yep. I oh. I remember like TNA used to do that, and I think it's like a big thing they do in Mexico. I fucking hate huh. it because yes. for, for 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 this reason alone, one, it's just less presentational. Like you could do a lot less fun things. But two, if you have all your heels coming out of one tube and all your faces coming out of another tube, like what does that leave for your heels that don't believe they're wrong? Oh. <laughs> you know, like sure. for your heels that that believe they're the good guy, right? Like Dan O'Brien. Yeah, like what are they? Like, why would they feel comfortable in a room surrounded by people that know they're assholes? Yeah. You know? The Rapscallion uh, tube. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. So, like, just from that alone, it just kind of shatters. Was it, was it definitely? Yeah. Yes. That's so, what a bizarre thing to not even point out. Like, well, and also, so it, it also is just has such a negative stigma to it from every other time it's been used. Like, that used to be real. Impact Wrestling's thing for years. And oh. it's like, just don't fucking do that. Just don't go there. Like, on your first show, just let just be as standard as you can be. No right. need to rock the fucking boat. Let's yeah. just make sure everyone knows we put on a good ass show. And the rest of the set looked great. And then it confuses Bret Hart, and he just wanders <laughs> off into the middle distance. <laughs> and it's bad. <laughs> you mean shuffles Bret, off? He shuffles off and then fucking falls over and dies. And <laughs> Bret Hart is the Mr. Bill of professional wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> For a guy that caught a lot of breaks, he cannot catch a break, huh? I'm almost like terrified. Like, God, let's make sure he doesn't get signed on to Chris Jericho's cruise this year. (laughs) That's not good. He's falling off that boat. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah, he's falling off that boat. I'm trying to think of other things that could happen this year. Just like, don't let him get stuck in the ice cream machine. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't let him like. Don't let him ringside at like war games this year. It's like a veteran that's been in it because fucking Danny Birch is going to impale him from the top of the cage. Bad <laughs> <laughs> shit just keeps happening to Bret Hart. Also, that's one more Ric Flair uh, rib. Ric Flair faked the heart attack. So Bret Hart had to come out and unveil the title. So Bret Hart fell off the stage. Flair got him again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And Topin actually messaged each other about that uh, when we saw like the early like photos of it. We're just like, Oh man, are those two fucking holes? Please don't be. Yep, those are two fucking holes. <laughs> like it's just, it also, it, it's a kayfabe thing. Like Tope mentioned, like fucking boxing, which is legitimate, has one fucking entrance. Like you can't. You, it's just not believable that these people are in different rooms. Like I think that's that's normal. It's fine this day and age, right? Tope was that basically your point? Exactly. Like literally, there's a boxing fight like two weeks ago where someone said, "I want to kill another person." And they came out the same way. So I think it's okay if wrestlers come out the exact same way. It's not like there's security backstage as well. Goldberg had like 20 of them. It's fine. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so thank you for bringing those up, Rich. One thing, speaking of production, though, uh, I didn't look too deep into it, so I'm just going to take it at face value. Uh, the like multiple levels of inclusivity for the event were uh, really cool. Like the um, mm-hmm. 
what the hell was it called? Like the culture club thing? The, yeah, the autism. Yeah. Or not, uh, or sensory, uh, sensory, sensory, sensory. Yeah, exactly. People with, sensory inclusive. Yeah. So people with autism, people with PTSD, it's all, all these different like things that might impact your mm-hmm. enjoyment of the pay-per-view, they put things in place to help you uh, enjoy it better. You know? and I thought that was really cool. Assuming that it works the way it seems like it works, yeah. then it's really cool. Um, and then on another level, like having people from like all different like races and genders and you know like different. Like there was what, what was the guy's name? Dustin something or other maybe or the guy that oh, had, uh, Dustin, he yeah. had no legs. No legs. Dustin, Dustin Thomas. Thomas, no legs since like birth basically. Like so, like super inclusive on like all, all, like every level, you know. Yeah, I uh, want to point out um, that Ty Dillinger left WWE, and and his first match, he got eliminated by a guy with no legs. <laughs> hey, you know, man, like sometimes you just work. Well, you know why that yeah. happened, right? Because like well, well, it had to be that guy because he's only got like 10 digits. He has no toes. He has perfect a perfect 10. He was the <laughs> only guy that could eliminate Sean Spears. It's poetry. George Lucas booked that match. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I also want to point out that uh, I really look forward to watching him try to discover himself on the indies because so far all he has is green contact lenses. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Well, he's also married <laughs> Peyton Royce, so we can right? all go fuck ourselves. Yeah, yeah. fuck him, man. <laughs> I fucking hate him. <laughs> Sorry, Tope hates him so much. <laughs> um, some better than green contacts though is that AEW title belt. Pretty good, wow, Mama nice. We had pretty nice. nice. We had two belts get uh, unveiled in wrestling oh, in the past God. week. Yeah, and... one was very good, and one was a belt, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that twenty percent championship looks like fucking dog shit. It looks like a six six year old well, created it. That, and I also hate the fact that they're giving every title Velcro now. I didn't even notice. That. Oh yeah, every WWE title has fucking Velcro on it now. So Wait, have fun. What? With that. Yeah, look at them all. Well, it's a company for children, so like, of course, has Velcro. Good point. Yeah, like it was so obvious to me watching. Like, I watched Double, Double or Nothing, and granted, it's a pay per view quality event, so it's going to be very good. So you can't necessarily compare Raw and SmackDown to it, but dude, I watched Raw and SmackDown this week, and they were the drizzling shits, man. It was bad. We'll oh. get there, sure, Molly. I'm, you had a <laughs> I, no. I'm still, I'm still Dennis Quaid back here. Rewind that. The titles have Velcro on them now. <laughs> yeah, How long has this been a thing? Uh, it started after Mania because uh, the Universal title had Velcro on it, and then they started to matriculate more and more of the titles with Velcro on them. I think maybe the only two that don't are the women's tag titles, and maybe just and maybe the men's tag titles. It's hard to tell for Raw because you don't see them, but <laughs> uh, for sure the uh, uh, World Heavyweight title has it. And um, the women's titles have it as well. I haven't been able to check out the rest of them, but yeah, they're all getting covered now. That's mine. It's cheap as fuck. Well, they're getting built. That's that's gonna bother me more than anything in a very very long time for no fucking reason. Every time I see it, it bugs the shit out Does of me. Does the 24-7 title even have snaps, or is it straight up just it's Velcro? It's straight up just Velcro. Well, paper mache. What they do is they have on the the um, the strap that's supposed to go 
on top, oh, they have like the, the snapbacks. Sure. So like like on men's suits, how there are fake buttons on the sleeves that yes. don't actually do anything. Exactly that. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Rich, you should have just not fucking said anything. <laughs> That's I think a uh, I, well, what happened is I think Vince saw Infinity War and he's like, no more snaps. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I wish he was that with it. Yeah. He didn't see himself in Thanos. He'd be like, only snaps. You best believe if he saw it, Lars Sullivan would be purple tomorrow. <laughs> Vin- Vince does not know what a homonym is. Come on. Like <laughs> Um All right, so back back to the show and the two matches we are avoiding talking about. Um do we want to oh. start you want to start with the most newsworthy? Or you want to start with the one that almost killed somebody? I want to talk about that one first because I think the other one uh, leads into Raw better, or at least, Wait, at least yeah, at least into today's specific. Like when we're recording this Wednesday, May 29th, today's specific news, which we need to talk about, um, will be more so the main event. But uh, yeah, uh, Dustin Rhodes stole the show of a pay per view in 2019. Crazy. By almost fucking dying. That whole match, that was like one of the most vocal I've been on during a match, like watching a match that I've been maybe ever. It was, I was just glued to my TV. Like I could not look away from it. <laughs> uh, Rich is just showing me little comics of, of Dustin dying. <laughs> so I'm laughing. Wait, 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 there are comics of this. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you in our group chat. Okay. Um, but before we even get to that, Mullet, can we talk about the <laughs> Cody's entrance? Because you hated it and I loved it. I fucking hated it. If I can pinpoint one thing about this show that I absolutely detested, it was that entrance. Uh, <laughs> because for, for a couple reasons. Number one, it was just wholly fucking unnecessary. And it was just it was pandering. The main thing is, and I've always felt this way about any non-WWE company in this position. Just don't fucking go there. Just don't like it doesn't have to be the whole time. It's been this isn't a competition. We're not competing. We're our own thing. We're running. So you should like anything WWE besides like quoting guys histories or backgrounds or anything at all shouldn't come out of your fucking mouth or, or eyes or ideas or anything. Just let that be a thing over here. And then let's focus on fucking us. And that's what I was anticipating this whole concept being so for Cody to have a five and a half minute entrance, which is a very triple H thing to fucking do. <laughs> and it feature his, his iconography and his sledgehammer and all this. It was just like, come on, you're better than that. It's just something to rile people up like me, but they're more <laughs> so looking, they're more so looking to rile up the, yeah, fuck them. AAW, like that kind of stuff. He's not the fucking enemy, number one. <laughs> Triple yeah. H is not the one you should be fucking going after. Yeah, but if anything, you should just shit on a steak burrito on the stage or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, like something like that. It just it took me out of what I thought was a very, very positive and, and like awesome night for the business. I mean, like, nope, we still have to fucking shit on our enemies. And it just I thought they were going to be above that or beyond that. So that, that's that's all. So now I don't know, man. When when, when Medusa when, when Medusa threw the women's belt in the trash on WCW, I thought that shit was fucking tight. So like, sign me the fuck up for that shit. 
Well, we all know that Spencer is, I mean, one of the pettiest bitches that we know <laughs> and is here for the tea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but why? Why Triple H? He's a good one. Well, <laughs> yeah. come, out, come out with the fucking limo and blow it up or whatever the shit Vince does. I don't know. Holly. Well, I, I, you know what? Maybe Triple H told him to do it. I think of that one. Huh? Did you see what Vince Russo said? Vince Russo. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so we're really giving that too much air. Okay. Uh, really, Cody Corey Rhodes. He doesn't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been uh, trying to like uh, I don't even know like skirt around what he was actually doing. But Cody later was saying like in the press conference later it was like it wasn't a dig at Triple H as a person or whatever the fuck but like cody is there to wrestle first and he's not there to like be a coo so that's what he was doing was like destroying that mm. idea or whatever but i was like mm, that's a little too complicated i think you know what you did yeah yeah that's not what that was at all yeah it was um, like fuck i mean WWE. and also like if you want to try to to assign any sort of personal animosity to it um Remember him talking about how shortly after, uh, you know, Dusty passed, yeah. uh, like all of the NXT people that were like, you know, learning under him, they kept kind of referring to them as like Dusty's kids, Dusty's kids. And he's like, do you have Dusty's kids like here and his actual children? Yeah. Like, how about you, you know, like acknowledge that. I could also see like, <laughs> this is, this is probably not it, but, uh, Cody anticipating like down the road when, Triple H is in charge, like, you know, five years from now. So it's like... He's calling a shot. He, he's calling a shot, like, ahead of time. So that way, like, the video packages make more sense as a cohesive, <laughs> like, unit. <laughs> my, my, other thing, my other thing with it is, like, by making me think about it, immediately people are going to be like, oh, I wonder what their response is going to be. So what are people going to do? They're going to go watch that fucking show. <laughs> they're going to go see if there's a response to it, if they're going to mention it or anything, just so they can gobble it all up. So... I just hope it's like getting it out of their system and it doesn't become a regular thing because it became, it it became a regular thing for, for every other place. Yeah. So to me, I'm assuming they never doing something like this again to this, to that level. That's a pretty, yeah. So to me, it was like, we're, we're letting you know, like we are declaring war on WWE in terms of like, we're going to be competing with them, but hopefully they don't ever address it again. They just like, let let us know the deal. And Mm -hmm. then that's it. Yeah. Hopefully that's what and as soon as they finally say that they are competing, because they still continue right up to today's podcast, say that they're not competing, they're going to be their own thing, then I'm cool for that. But if you're going to fucking compete, then do it. Just yeah, <sighs> don't, don't fucking show up, destroy Triple H's like throne. Yeah, and then say you're not competing because yeah, you're fuck off. Yeah, so that's that was why I it took me out of it of of what was otherwise the best match of his life. Yeah, like the like the one time he to me he finally, you know, the only thing I could say it was okay for was that if Triple H had any part in like what should have been a surefire good angle for the two of them in WWE, basically just getting scrapped and thrown away and like that was their message to be like motherfucker we could have done this yeah this could have been yours under our tor- under our terms you know stealing yeah. the fucking show still being valuable. Yeah, it was it was a classic Dusty Rhodes story, like right down to Dusty and Dustin literally had done that moment after the match before, 
back in like the mid nineties when they, they teamed together against like Colonel Parker's team and stuff. Yeah. Was just wonderful storytelling. Uh shows yeah, you Yeah, that at the end was so like emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and then like when they cut to the commentators to like move along to the next segment, like Excalibur literally couldn't talk because he was like crying so hard. Yeah, he was like, like wiping tears away from under his mask. <laughs> yeah. And like JR had to like carry the show for for a minute or two. And Alex Marvez was still staring at that corner. <laughs> just the end of Blair that, Witch Project. Right. Just wishing that his creator had programmed emotions into him. Did I did I lock my car? Fuck, I don't remember. <laughs> the, whole time, the whole time is what he looks like. He's thinking I was like, ah fuck, there's nothing. Oh no, I do have that in there. It'll be fine. Um uh, but yeah, I it also goes to show in moderation how yes. important those old school tactics of blading or I'm not a proponent of head of uh, chair shots in the head, but like things like that in extreme moderation yeah. can be potentially valuable to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I, don't need, like, I don't need yeah. a new Muda scale over here, but <laughs> Well, you got it. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, I mean, you want to talk about production problems earlier in the show. I mean, at least for this match, the production was on fucking point because there was that they like redid the Austin Bret Hart angle or the, the you know, the structure shot. thing. Like, yeah. So like they nailed that one at least. Yeah. And they had a, a, a clean mat under that yep. to have the rest of the show on, yep. which I was uh, very concerned about because I didn't think they would. And what was cool was like the next segment after that, I think, was the title unveiling. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so they had, they the, had the red carpet. Over no, that it. was the same canvas. Dustin just bled that much. <laughs> <laughs> he literally looked like, have you ever seen that movie, The Descent? He literally looked like the poster of the movie, The Fucking Descent. Where this is like in a, like an actual lake of blood. <laughs> Fucking gnarly. Uh, I do want to also say, so I just gave Cody a lot of props for his match, but. Bro, if you're going to do other dudes' moves, let's try to make sure we can do them well. Because <laughs> that curb stomp was rough as fuck, and mm-hmm. that was the ugliest fucking vertebraker of all time. <laughs> I was like, I'm fine with you trying new moves. Let's just make sure they don't look like that. <laughs> yeah, janky is exactly the word I was looking for. Because um, And also, I mean, Dustin was as crisp and as fucking on point as ever. Yeah. Like, dude's early 50s, and he's better than he was 20 years ago. It's insane. Talk about Code Red. <sighs> let that slide um, <laughs> hey also shouts to Cody for getting uh, endorsed and retweeted by AOC afterwards yeah, as well How's right <laughs> yeah anyway okay. super show let's go down that card super showdown <laughs> I, uh, uh, who you guys, guys got between uh, Goldberg and Undertaker huh no um, I don't even have a joke for that no, neither do I. <laughs> I don't know why I said it. It was nothing funny. <laughs> the match is the joke. Like just hearing that made me sad for so many reasons. The main event, yeah, was so, a fine match. Yeah, both guys were obviously rusty. I thought. I felt like you figure Kenny hasn't worked a match in a few months. Was this January? Yeah, and then Jericho a little bit more. Uh, you know high-flying type shit so yeah he he seemed to be he needs to get the cardio up a little bit he seemed to be hoofing a little bit at the end um i like the entrance i like the the, the play on the past the past lives it's something yeah. that's very much in the jericho wheelhouse um 
I fucking hate that elbow. <laughs> I hate it so much. If it hadn't, if I hadn't have seen like Jericho's little like Instagram story about him debuting a new move, and if the commentary team hadn't been building it and been right on the money when he hit it to like make it seem like a big deal, yeah, I I would not have even known it was his finisher. It's just a back elbow, and it reminds yeah. me so much of John Cena's fushifu backfist or whatever. <laughs> I don't, that's before my <laughs> exactly time. right. I I don't remember the no 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 no. This is his most recent finisher. What? Yeah. I don't know about this. Yeah, it's like the last fucking five times Cena's like come around and had a match. Like he's He ends up with a back fist. He ends up with a back fist. Like this weird fucking like back fist. Oh weird. Yeah. It is weird. I don't think I've seen him wrestle for like two years because I stopped watching (laughs) the products. Um well yeah, it's like like Shinsuke's finisher is just a knee strike, but like it looks good, and he sets it up. It's got some stank on it. It's got some stank on it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You can't just like, <laughs> like you can't just hit a guy with your elbow. Yeah, well, like, like fucking, bounce off the rope or something. Like you know, like Eddie Kingston's finisher is a back fist. Uh huh. And it's fucking gnarly. Sure. You know. Yeah, there's ways to do anything. <clears throat> yeah, and get it over. But yeah. yeah. So yeah, so the match itself. Oh, Rich, that's disgusting. <laughs> oh, the cartoon of Dustin dying. Yeah. <laughs> That might be the picture of the podcast. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so match itself, fine. Kind of, Not surprising of a result, considering something we should have touched on earlier, the fact that Adam Page and Pac did not happen, which was auspicious to start all this, which, how, whichever way you want to take it, I get, but it's a very slippery slope for them to get into for guys that are on quote-unquote exclusive contracts but other companies may still influence their product. It's it kind of made me want to write off Pac. Like, like it made me feel like, all right, you don't want to play ball, then then don't play ball. Like, go, go I go. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I think it's partially him. I think it's him because he's loyal to almost an extreme fault because that's why he's in that company. They're the ones that helped him become who he was. Yada yada yada. I think yeah. it's more so Dragon Gate's fault to be like, yeah, well, you're a champion, so you shouldn't be losing somewhere else. And this has happened before. This happened in ROH with Elgin a few years back. This happened a bunch of places. Yeah. But like, if you're gonna be the second biggest company, like you gotta fucking lock your people in, or you, mm-hmm. or and you gotta make sure they're gonna fucking play ball because Dragon yeah. Gate should not be influencing AEW's no, yeah. like world title picture. You know what I mean? Like, either you're in or you're not. There's fucking um, bigger fish to fry here, man. Right. So so because of that. Already kind of figured that they were just going to totally flip the original plans that seemed to be Pac and Omega on their ear and go with Paige and Jericho instead. Um, so I kind of I wasn't as shocked by Omega losing because also it's a it's a better story of hey not all the guys who run this company are winning. That's um, exactly yeah, yeah. The minute the Bucks and Cody went over, I was like okay. Plus <laughs> yeah. also it's so it's better for AEW to have Chris Jericho as your first champion because it's more of a name recognition for. People for like the millions of wrestling fans who don't know who Kenny Omega is, and he's also besides MJF the only one who's being a heel at the moment. Like he's the only one, despite his popularity, actively being like, "Fuck you, people! You're here for me, yeah. and I hate everybody yeah. here." And yada yada yada. Like you're gonna need that playing the role. That's also like a really good like um, what's we're working for. Uh, I'll think of the word later. The adjective later, but ba- oh, play play is the adjective. Um, no, it's just like a really. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really nuanced uh, heel character he's playing because he's not saying fuck the fans. He's saying like, 
no, no, no. I know you're here for me, and that's cool, but you need to thank me for it. Yeah, like, isn't, this is all awesome. Right, it is awesome. This, this is rad as hell. But you, but give me what I deserve. I need to thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's a very, that's a good angle. Yeah. It, I mean, go sorry. ahead. Yeah. I was say, it's kind of like the old RVD in the CW uh, gimmick where he was like, oh, I want to work on Mondays. I don't want to be in w, in the ECW, but I'll, I'm, I'll be here and I'll be great, but I'm trying to work on Mondays, so can someone <laughs> give me a call? And it's a fucking great gimmick. Yeah. Perfect dickhead thing. Um, so yeah, so everything was all well and good. And uh, then everything, the thing that everyone wanted to happen that no one thought would actually happen, at least right now, happened right then and there. Um, God, it feels weird. So we've always had this weird thing where, like, in like 2015, we're like, Kevin Steen, sorry, Owens. And, like, now it's second nature. So now it's going to be weird to consistently say John Moxley on a regular basis again. Um, debuted. And, awesome. yeah, it, it, like I said earlier, you had Jim Ross on it, who called it perfectly. He looked fucking great. It was a, a great way to, to kick it off. And now... That's exactly the kind of person we talked about leading up to it on top of Jericho and on top of all these other names that legitimizes it and gives you that big, big fight feel, that big company atmosphere. Um, It was like the missing piece. Yeah. And he looks rejuvenated. If you listen to him on Jericho's podcast, he sounds rejuvenated. Mm -hmm. He... uh, It's it's, uh, funny to think about it because like, for whatever reason, there's like just a shit ton of people online that are just like drawing real hard like lines in the sand. And it's oh. weird to think about like the WWE exclusive fans. That's weird. It's so weird. Um, and you know, it's it's easy on paper and at a glance to just say like, oh, well, like you know, <clears throat> and 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 shit on any any former WWE you know performance that they get and feature and so on and so forth. Right. Um, but it's so different because from like, so if you do want to go back and draw parallels to uh, WWF versus WCW to now, like AEW is starting from the position of WWF in that they are the company where all of the disgruntled <laughs> fucking great performers want to go. And like, just have a chance to do what they can do best. And you know, you have the other company just bringing in all these fucking old timers, right? <laughs> and doing all these like behemoth shows that, like, uh, okay, well, th- I guess it's exciting. Like, cool, Goldberg versus Undertaker, huh? Like, yeah, ten years after their prime. Yeah, like, oh, cool, Macho Man versus Hulk Hogan. It is a weird kind of like role reversal as far as like yeah. where each company is like starting from, yeah. and that's. Like a great place to be for AEW, it really is. It fucking worked for WWF, you know. Well, yeah. it's it's all the the difference is that this is a brand new company from the ground up in yeah. 2019, being run by wrestlers. Like th- there's I, there's I a lot of firsts for sure. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, yeah, if just like looking at it as far as like the like flow charts of where like the rest of the workers in the industry like are and want to be and stuff like that, and like it. Just kind of like reverse polarity, as it were. Yeah, I I totally get. Well, I don't get the line in the sand type thing. Like my whole thing is, I just want to watch 
good wrestling, and I right. I want or I want to watch the wrestling that I want to watch, and I don't want anyone to say fucking shit about what it is. If I want to sit and wallow in Shane McMahon matches, cool. Fuck you. <laughs> like that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> if that's what you want to do, go for it. All right. Everything the, the whole argument for wrestling for like the past several years with old timers, whether they be Cornette or Russo or fucking all the all that whole era and like Joey Ryan, all this is like it's a fucking art. So whatever that art means to you, go fucking watch it and like it and just leave me alone. <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's totally fine if that's what you want to watch because that's not everybody watches a fucking comedy. Or a drama or an action movie. It is whatever it is. So I want to make sure that everyone likes that and appreciates that. That said, I want to make sure that also like people have their hopes up for AEW. But I don't also want people to like come crashing down when the first bad thing happens. Or they sign the next fired WWE guy. Or like there's like, or Cody is like the second AEW champion. Like all those things could potentially happen. And it's going to suck, and it is what it is. <clears throat> but I want everyone to just fucking temper their expectations in some manner of speaking, just so we just don't have a fucking shitstorm later on. Like, that's all. Well, <laughs> even like, yeah, well, I mean, there's a, a lot of the shit WWE is doing right now, I think, for me personally, I think sucks. You know, but that doesn't mean I'm going to write them off forever because now with AEW coming on the scene, hopefully, you know, uh, a rising tide, you know, lifts all ships and WWE starts putting out a better, more consistent product, you know? And then I was like, well, shit, then I'm going to watch WWE too. You know, if they're both good wrestling programs, I will watch both. I don't like, I'm here to watch good wrestling. You hammered, you hammered down. I think what I was trying to verbalize is like, you should root for everybody because ideally everybody should be putting their best foot forward from here on in. Right. Like, and so, so here's an impossible scenario. WWE goes out of business because AEW puts them out of business. Well, then right. guess what? AEW becomes shit. Probably. It yep. doesn't, it doesn't like if there's one company, it doesn't matter what the company is. It's probably gonna be a bad company. I find it very uh, ironic that uh, on squared circle, the, the wrestling observer rewinds are nearing their end. And right now they're right, right after WCW close and the shows leading up to WCW closing for WWE, like literally Armageddon 2000, Royal Rumble 2001, No Way Out 2001, WrestleMania 17, or maybe like the four best back-to-back wrestling pay-per-views of all fucking time. Yeah, like like those. That's like a murderer's fucking row of wrestling pay-per-views. And then backlash immediately afterwards with no competition. It was like this is fine. (laughs) (laughs) There's no point anymore. Yeah, no motivation. Yeah, there's no point anymore. Motivation to fucking break down fucking doors. So now we should be we should be fucking I'll go to the the Moxley line from the promo, the John Moxley promos that I have fucking loved and missed uh, for so long, because that was definitively the best things that have come out of his mouth in six years. Yep. That first AEW promo was we're not reading history books anymore. We're, we're, we're writing them, you know, like that's exactly what should be done. Um, I I'd also kind of mentioned the tope before. Again, just a kind of quell expectation. So a lot of dream matches. They're already getting the Janela one knocked out. They're going to have Omega and all these other great Moxley matches. Want everyone to remember, John Moxley is not Seth Rollins. He is not. No, he is not, not even close. He he is a very good wrestling performer, and he is a capable 
ring wrestler. He is probably on the lower half of in-ring work for everybody on the AEW roster. And that's going to be fine. Yeah. So I, I, I just have this narrative in my head that everyone has a different narrative in their head that I don't want people to start bitching and moaning when things aren't the way that they expect them to be. Um, uh, he, he even said on, on Jericho's podcast, is like, promos are my favorite thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, as they should be. Um, he's, he's great at yeah. them. As, as soon as I saw that. Luger, that's all that matters. Like, I don't. <laughs> I, I've never seen an I've never seen an MJF match. I don't care if I never seen an MJF match because MJF is a guy who gets in the microphone and talks. I, I, he could be the best wrestler in the world. I don't give a shit. He's, he's probably not. Honestly, he, he's probably yeah. he's yeah. probably like a fine wrestler. Yeah, he's he's probably okay. Yeah. He but is. you know what I'm saying? Like Dean Ambrose could be not as good as he is, and I would still like. But him. There, he did that paradigm shift promo. Yeah. And the first thing that popped in my head was like, I'm. So glad to see this guy again. Yeah. Yes. I missed this guy. If you've Spencer, if you've never gone down a YouTube wormhole of no, not yet. of John Moxley promos from the Indies, I've seen a couple here and there. Who, buddy? That I, I just remember like mullet feeding them to me like yeah, that was yeah. a fucking baby. I, I watched one that it was like like I'm a sick man. Was he just, was my guy. He was the guy that took over for Punk for me just based on fucking promos. Like he didn't, I didn't even see him fucking work. It was they were that fucking good. Um, and then from what everyone I'm sure is is kind of heard, I listened to the whole thing today, the Jericho podcast today. You kind of get this insight into what his life and his world has been like, and why he is a special rare breed in that he is passionate about what he does and mm-hmm. doesn't care about money or anything else. He just wants to be an artist. Which is exactly what everyone should be like, and unfortunately, they're not. Um, <laughs> I also laughed really hard on the train when Jericho asked, "Like, hey, so what did Roman and Seth like? You know, how did they react when you told them you weren't coming back?" He's like, "Yeah, well, Seth was bummed, uh, and he's like, damn, dude, this sucks. Um, you're not going to be around anymore.'" He's like, "Well, consider it just like the end of Harry and the Hendersons." <laughs> Ambrose, Ambrose, I'm sorry, Moxley has like four great off the wall fucking analogies on that yes, show. Does. <laughs> it ends with um he's like uh it reminds me of that Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer where like that elf wanted to be a dentist. It's like what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and it's the whole from that from Rudolph at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's and it's one hundred percent accurate. It's he's correct. Yeah. It's right. Um why well, I, I feel like we're gonna start transitioning over into the other stuff to talk about. So really sure. that. Also he's gonna yeah. be doing work with Japan too. So it's like I'm fucking happy. Yeah. Which also so is Jericho. And yeah. so like is this a backdoor kind of like a backdoor way for them Absolutely. to start working together? Absolutely. Like they I, the debacle with ROH at the fucking Madison Square Garden show. There's no way that New Japan isn't thinking, did we fuck up by not like, you know? Yeah. So yeah, now they have Jericho, Omega, probably the Bucks and Moxley all like able to work with New Japan. That's there's I, no way that assuming AEW takes off the way like we hope it will. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't think that's going to be the case for now. I just think that Moxley and Jericho are big enough stars that can be like, we want to go do this. We're going to go do this. Let us well, go do this. I mean, who else would we want? Like, I don't need to see Sean Spears competing in the best of super juniors. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the only people from AEW I care about are the ones who have the con- the open contract right. anyway. So to me, it's effectively the same. Thing. It's 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 a ba- it's a nice little back channel yeah. way. Like the lines of communication are going to be open. Yeah, exactly. I, I 
I do still think there are some serious misgivings between the Bucks and Omega about New Japan, though. I, I just it's just <laughs> something I can read between the lines. The Bucks themselves said recently that they never felt valued there, um, and yeah. Omega definitely has some feelings about it all. It's when you lump the Abushi stuff into it as well. Um, can they I, back that up? I mean, they're like collectively eight-time champions over there. Not to mention they were like one of the driving forces behind the Bullet Club. Like, what was it about I, New Japan that they didn't feel like valued? Well, I think I think monetarily was a big one, and I I feel like everything that they provided in terms of bringing the Bullet Club to where it is in this country, like they weren't supported yeah. over there with that, um, which I think they have a, a decent point at. When you also when you figure when you know certain little random facts like the fact that fucking Tangaloa didn't get paid to work the the, the Madison Square Garden show like there's really? little things that like what? you can kind of see New Japan kind of get like be ran a little shitty at times under How the did that happen, you know? uh well that's just the way like he's not under contract like in general <laughs> like he's on a freelancer thing so like he gets paid for like individual shows that he does so that was an ROH show. That like he had to go do, so apparently he just didn't get paid for it. <laughs> there, uh, I think there's a, a, a something doesn't add up there. Staggering amount of uh, New Japan performers that aren't actually under contract. Uh huh. Um, right. Yeah. So I don't know what the, exactly the deal with that is, but okay. Yeah. But anyway, neither here nor there. I I'm excited to see. Moxley anywhere. I mean, he's working a fucking Northeast Wrestling whatever show. Yeah, like with Penta. Pentagon. That that building is not structurally sound for anything. <laughs> it's gonna be done. I I mentioned it to Spencer and Rich off air, but I'll mention everybody. I'm already frightened. Uh, I was very excited today when I bought tickets for myself and Augie to go to Fighter Fest in Daytona Beach. Tope, we going, baby. Um, I know we we left you out of that last little bit of it, but yeah, I finally got tickets. I got fifth row tickets. The fact that I'm going to be fifth row and John Moxley and Joey Janela are going to be wrestling a match means that I am officially in the splash zone. <laughs> don't, uh, don't call it that. <laughs> I will. I, I don't mean that, I, that for the two of them. That could be sexually. That could be violence wise. I don't even know what that means. Like, I'm going to leave that show after that match covered in three different people's bloods and two different people's semens. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. Um... So yeah, uh, Tope, you had you said you uh, earlier you wanted to kind of throw some hot takes out there. I want to make sure you got the time. Oh, no, I mean not necessarily hot takes, just uh, takes in general. I I just remember like what we're getting right now is some of the best wrestling ever, and I'll even say that as good as Double or Nothing was, it wasn't even the best pay per view I've seen in the last two months. That's how good wrestling's been. Um, and I was always thinking about, like, what would life be like if, like, Reddit and, like, forums and all this existed in wide stream during the Monday Night Wars? And after seeing this past Monday and this past week, I don't want to see that anymore. It's making, yes. me, hate, it's making me hate wrestling. Yes. Everyone is, like, a fucking drop kick by Ricochet. It's like, fucking AEW wouldn't do that. It's like, wait, yeah. wait what? Also, that's Ricochet. Well, I mean, that's the thing about everything these days, to your point, like the fandoms ruin literally everything. Yes. Like the people that love Marvel, people that love Star Wars, yeah. the people that love fucking all that shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't want to hear it. I don't. And I and I choose not to seek out that shit anymore. 
Because the fans themselves ruin it. Exactly. Like, let's stick to what matters, and that's shitting on the two guys who deserve it, Corbin and Sean Spears. I think those two guys fucking figure it out together. And that's the unity. Both companies have one guy who fucking sucks. (laughs) Hey, let's let's, 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 uh, just fix that a little bit based on what I had in the Discord. Don't forget that this past weekend, in the midst of all this wonderful wrestling action and history, NXT had the fucking nerve to book a Punishment Martinez versus Kona Reeves match. (laughs) (laughs) The people had to sit through. (laughs) They also had to change the mat uh, after that match because all the fucking hair grease that was in the fucking ring from those two. Um, Anything else, Topa? No, I just wanted to get it off my chest. Like, just enjoy people. That's kind of what I also I was referring to earlier was, and you you again hit the nail on the head that I that I didn't was that I like to have that environment. I like to have that that discord and that conversation. And we thankfully have it between each other. We have it between you know our specific core group of fans. Thank you guys so very much. Literal discord in our actual discord. <laughs> even beyond that, like like Patreon dot com slash arcade audio. Thank you. Uh, like even just like from like Twitter, or whatever, maybe like for the most part, like the people that get us, you know, or listen to us or like us are very much the same way. But it sucks that there can't be an even better and bigger discussion just because of people's shitty preferences or or character flaws that just force them to point things out that don't need to be pointed out or create narratives there that just aren't fucking there. Character um, flaws is a very nice way to put that. <laughs> yes, I, I thought I was trying to. I was trying to be as tactful as possible. Uh, so yeah. Um, again, I mentioned earlier. If you did not listen to Talk Is Jericho, it's it makes his awful commercials worth it today. Um, <laughs> I haven't listened in a very long time, and Same. listening today, like I was like, because each one starts. He does a really good job of going into them. But it's like, yeah. fuck, I don't want you to do a good job because now I have to remember to f- get my phone on my pocket to fucking yeah, smash that fast forward button. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to getting that point. I'm like, ooh, what questions are you going to transition to here? No, he's talking about fucking steaks. Like, um, and it's. Yeah, it, I just it, wish people were, were more positive. Do you want to talk about Raw and SmackDown? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I would love to. Do you mean like. Positive and negative charges that you would find in an electric chair. <laughs> God, uh, did you know real quick, that we we don't know how the electric chair kills people? We just know that it does kill people. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, Sami Zayn said AEW, and they didn't edit it out of the Hulu version <laughs> because it was a scripted fucking moment. Yeah, well, not- that's all of my sources say. Brian Alvarez is a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what happened is Brian Alvarez just got somebody fired because Vince Vince was no. a, very, a very cagey. He purposely leaked different information to different people, and now he knows who's leaking to who. No, here's what happens. Dave Meltzer has legitimate sources and has had legitimate sources for 35 to 40 years who have pictures <laughs> of his wife having sex with other men. And what? Brian I'm just guessing. <laughs> I just want to say something negative about Dave Meltzer. <laughs> I, can, I couldn't let that fact go without saying anything. Negative. Alvarez has never had anything. So if you go back and listen to like Alvarez for the past 20 years and like his batting average in terms of like 
leaks or news or like truths or facts Oops. is fucking awful. It's be like my batting average in Major League Baseball. <laughs> so he just does it to like either rile Dave up or like be part of the conversation. And that that's all that it is. So he doesn't have fucking anybody. He's just saying he just wants to say something. I'm fucking Brian Alvarez. I used to like you, Brian. Um, Don't lie. Anyway, as I was as I was watching the two shows, it became very clear to me that it is a product, if not intentionally, it seems to me it's a product aimed for children. Which is I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but to me it's like okay, well this does this isn't for me then. Well, also like barely even that like. Mox sums it up. He's the creative system that they use in WWE is just broken and outdated. Right. It just sucks when you have when you have creative people forced to be actors and forced to be not creative. Um, the fact that they gave a very talented mic performer basically an open forum to say whatever he wants, interacting with legitimate fans. And they still somehow found a way to script it to be <laughs> controversial. And it was like a horrible segment. And there was an electric chair there. Yeah, what was the point of that? Well, it swiveled. It's someone like, made that. Someone got someone got paid to make that. And they said, well, I did a good job. Oh, Rich, fuck you. You broke it. And they were high-fiving Rich, each other in the back. Richie and Magic was very mad that he can't reuse that electric chair next week. Um, <laughs> shout out to John Carl. Um, but... Like that's that that's crazy, right? Like that should be a really cool. That's a good idea. Have fans. It's risky, mm-hmm. as like the top comment on Reddit after that I show think it's was a bad like, idea. "Well, the top comment on Reddit was like, all right, and Susie, what's your question? Hi, yes, uh, I was wondering what was your favorite Chris Benoit match, and what do you think about Stephanie McMahon and uh, Macho Man Randy Savage's history together?" It's like, oh god, <laughs> like that would be me. Like, I would that's, absolutely do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the question I'm going to ask for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, eight. Baba Booey, entire- <laughs> you know, like fucking Baba Booey. It's very much that, like, oh yeah, uh, OJ. I just he just passed me on the freeway, and man, or his arms tired. Baba Booey, uh, like fucking. <laughs> uh, it felt like as I was watching it, it felt like um, so. There's a report that this is how we got the 24 seven title. Was there was a bunch of ideas that USA <laughs> gave to right. Vince of like, Hey, here, implement these. And that was like the only good one they used. Well, this the, one felt that like, the worst. This felt like one of those ideas. Just like, Oh, get the crowd more involved. Yeah. Do crowd work. Okay. Jeff Ross. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if, the guy, if the guy who's like owned wrestling for 30 years is running out of like good ideas, then some nameless corporate idiot isn't going to come up with anything better. Well, how how many times in the history of Monday Night Raw have they ever gotten network notes? Right, yeah. Uh, a couple. Uh, one. Sure. But uh, like, never let a gun happen again. That was a big one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A, a gun. Oh, God. Well, I'm saying like per capita. <laughs> yeah. Oh, probably like you figure what? So Raw's been on there like 25 years, right? So yeah. probably like once every like five years, <laughs> basically. Yeah. It's like, uh, don't have Trish Stratus bark like a dog. Don't let Brian Pillman bring that gun out here. Stop putting Chavo Guerrero on TV and put audience members there. <laughs> I don't know. I had to take a Chavo dig. It's the first thing I thought of. I was going to say, for my experience with working with uh, TNT, I just hope they rate well very early or it could be something very similar to that for AEW. That's, that's my sources. Ooh. 
they are they they like what they like and they know what they like and they make sure get that gets on TV. So hopefully Big Bucks Tony, I don't know why I said that one, uh, can, can uh, stare them the right way. I don't know why I call it Tony Khan Big Real quick. So, TNG no, because those... he's friends with the Young Bucks and right. he's the Big Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Big oh, Bucks Tony. Yeah, TN... I'm trying to do that. Well, there you go. Thanks, guys. TNT no is, we know drama. TBS is very funny, right? But they're both yeah, owned right. by the same company. Okay. Yes. So I got to pick the right show to shit on. TNT has had that Animal Kingdom show on for like five fucking years. They don't. Uh, so I know you work in the industry. You're wrong. <laughs> that's <so laughs> no, no. Like, they, they think that's good. <laughs> my opposite was going to be if it was TBS. Is like, you know that like Meet the Browns made it to like 100 episodes? <laughs> Didn't TNT have that Society on a Ship show for like six years or something like that? The Love Boat? Yeah, the Love Boat. <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately can't think of any fucking TNT shows. <laughs> The ones that are still on, I only know that Animal Kingdom show because my mom watches it. And that's how I know it's a bad show. I know they do basketball. Yep. Which is going to be, again, be interesting to see like what night they get put on because during basketball season, I don't care what rating they're doing. It's not going to be as good as basketball. So yeah. they're either going to get preemptive, shorter. Um, yeah. Rock is off the air for like a dog show and tennis shit. So. Right. Yeah. So AEW is not going to supersede basketball. Yeah, and it looks like they only have two original programs as of right now. Really? Animal Kingdom and Claws. I hear, no, I'm thinking of a different show. <laughs> Man, yeah. T- All right, never mind. AEW's good, Tope. You're- <laughs> <laughs> Again, I think those two shows are good. They're probably gonna probably gonna want to put who's who's in that that chick from uh Reno Nine the black chick from Reno Nine One One is in Claws. Be nice, be yeah. nice, yeah, yeah. Put, put put her put her uh give her a title. Fuck it. You know, I'll I'll hap- I know the only other person I know on that show is Dean Norris. I'll happily take a Hank Schrader cameo in AEW. Bring it on. Yeah, oh. that'd be dope. Um. I love that we're talking about TNT programming instead of Raw and SmackDown. Um, <laughs> I don't really want to talk about Raw and SmackDown. I have to say that like I was really disappointed watching it. You would think that the first immediate reactionary show would be a little bit better. Literally, but... I thought it'd be a little bit better. Yeah, and instead, <laughs> well, it was actually like a little bit worse. Well, the episode, yeah, the episodes the previous week were better. I thought that the opening of SmackDown with uh, the Big E return uh, two weeks ago was very, very entertaining. SmackDown SmackDown's still been fine, if not uninspiring. Like, SmackDown is still a a wrestling show at its core. Um, If it's not necessarily the most exciting thing in the world, it's not going to actively piss you off. Yeah, it's steady at the very least. Whereas Raw didn't have a match until 50 minutes in, and then it was Shane McMahon beating up They managed to get Shane McMahon on both shows. And well, him and Roman are the two wild cards that are wilding up everywhere. <laughs> Wild now, you mean? Yes, I would. I would actually love to see a Shane McMahon Roman Reigns battle rap. Um, but, every time, like, every time Shane was on my TV, I like. I wanted to like. It just sucked. I I don't care for yeah. his character at all. Like, I think it's poison. It is, and it and now it's being overexposed, so it makes it even more of a, a channel changer. The same thing that happened with the McMahons before, same thing that happened with other people. What they need to do is just have the whole first hour of Raw be Brock Lesnar shimmying and shaking to today's dance hits. <laughs> I mean, I'll take that Lesnar over like one who isn't there, I guess. I also, I thought it was bad. You like, mean I have a year? Nah, it was, yeah. 
I know everyone likes it, but I personally was like, fuck off. This sucks so bad. No. I think continuity-wise, it tracks. I, that's the thing. Continuity-wise, it absolutely tracks. That's why I'm like, God, fuck off. This storyline sucks. The storyline is like, it's like a meta storyline for, I don't know. It's just, ugh. I don't think it's meta at all. I think Brock Lesnar's character is that he is a very checked out monster who would not legitimately know <laughs> that that, that is. I mean, what I mean by that, like that, no, that is not the meta part. The meta part is like, all right, here's what's going to happen. Lesnar's coming out tonight, and he's going to tell us who he's going to challenge. And they they brought both of the fucking champions out, and then they went, oh, psych, we're not doing that. It's like, okay, well then, why are you wasting my time? Because the briefcase is a boombox now. Literally. I, I am... So <laughs> You guys said you wanted custom briefcases, and here you go. <laughs> there you go. I like the briefcase. I had that thought. Yeah. I, I was just like, oh, man. I was beating that drum, and now we're right getting some Rocco actual drum beats coming through it. <laughs> right before Lesnar left in 2004, he hit a really awesome stride of being this absolutely ridiculous character. And now this is Podswoggles. Of the week. Fuck it. I'll put the draft here. I love Brock Lesnar in 2004 because he was still this monster, this beast. But then the next thing you know, he's coming out with a fucking mariachi band and a sombrero. (laughs) And he's dancing and he's having fun. Him almost killing the entire front row on Steve Austin's ATV. (laughs) And like almost like running over the steps and being like, whoa, was very funny. Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. Like, I... I like this Brock Lesnar. Like, I have no problem with this Brock Lesnar. I just, my problem is with the writing. That's all. Oh, of course. Yeah. Also, it, I will now hate this Brock Lesnar because we probably won't see him on television until uh, September. Yeah. So, uh, it was fun for two weeks. Um, so, he's not going to be in Saudi Arabia? He's not booked as of right now. I mean, he's supposed to be, but the, the match is Rollins and Corbin. Well, that's a good match. Hey, let's be fair. I'm telling you, I swear to God, they're booking, <laughs> they're booking this this fucking super show for to, for people to not watch. They must be right. I mean, it's gonna be really hard for me to avoid the spoilers of the Kofi Ziggler match, but I'll try. <laughs> like <laughs> one match on the entire card that I have any interest in, what? and it's Andrade and Balor. Yep. Yeah. That could be. That's, and, and again, that's just interest. Is yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's gonna be a battle royal, a right? Royal. Was it not 50 last year? N- no, yeah, it was not a Royal Rumble. It's just a regular yeah. battle royal. Oh, so it's just gonna be 50 motherfuckers in the thing. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm saying because with no elbow room. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be the Jiffy Pop Battle Royal. <laughs> I'm saying right now, if Lesnar is legitimately not like gonna do anything with Rollins that show, he's gonna probably just be in that match and win it. Or a really like sick feeling that they'll give that to like, man, I don't want to say this, but like, well, this doesn't just make sense for Hulk Hogan to win that thing. Like, like, not just be the most disgusting thing of all time, but just kind of like makes sense. Like, oh yeah, we brought him over last time. Now he's here and he's working a match. You want him to work a match, right? He doesn't have to do anything. He really just has to stand in a corner and have a five minute conversation with Bo Dallas, and then, <laughs> and then there's two guys left. He like, boots one of them and he throws him over the top rope. The end. It absolutely happened. That's not even far fetched. Because <laughs> apparently he's also going to be the downloadable. He's going to be the uh, the pre order bonus for 2K this year. Amazing. Because apparently he was like filmed like doing like two K stuff. 
recently, and he hasn't been in the game in a few years, and there's nobody else because they're all signed to AEW or somebody else. They're like pushing people away. Are they though? I don't think people care, dude. I don't want to. No, I know, no, no. But they're pushing people that care about that kind of shit. Yeah, away. I don't think it matters to their bottom line, though. You know, it's like it's like I, I, I talk about this all the time with like. Uh, even even like our podcast network, it's like we don't need a, a billion people to listen to our podcast. We just need whatever ten thousand. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like Raw only needs a certain number of buys, or you, you, the pay per views only. I don't know how shit works anymore, but <laughs> they, only need, they only need fifteen thousand eyeballs. You know what I'm saying for yeah. for Fox to be happy? Yeah. I thought you were gonna slither in a funk bucket for a second. How <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> do all these newfangled fucking shits work? <laughs> You tell me there's how many channels? Like, oh, that was dollars and donuts. You gotta put your dollars where your donuts. You gotta put your donuts where your mouth is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the only thing I was concerned about was asses and how many t- uh, inches apart they were sitting. <laughs> Look, we're selling 20 inches of plywood, but you're only the first two inches because you're on the edge of seat your whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're on the subject of characters. Uh, now you know. Fuck him. <laughs> Talk to him, Rich. You're off the hook. Oh, hell yeah. It should be time to to remind you. Uh, so this is the first podcast we're recording since our last uh, Twitch tournament, the uh, the Money in the Bank tournament, uh, which was won somehow by the Miz, uh, <laughs> who was Rich's representative. So Rich is now your Swaggle Squad champion. Uh, the next tournament will be on June twenty sixth, if I'm remembering my dates correctly. Yes, June twenty sixth, eight thirty Eastern. It is our annual uh, listener. Or viewer submitted tournament. So you go to uh, Twitter at Podswoggle, send us a list of five characters, any five things you want. I will try to find them on uh, Community Creations. We will make a list, and the next time that we all record together, we will pick from that list and determine uh, who our picks are. Uh, at the moment, Rich, because you owe so many powers that mm-hmm. you do not have any powers to use. Oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, I would encourage you before the next time we record, which would be on June nineteenth, uh, to maybe do some of those things. You can actually yeah, we'll see what happens. Like cost and damage. Uh, what else do we have going on? Anything else? Uh, wrestling news, world related. Well, we, we never really talked about money in the bank, but I don't think we really need to do that. I mean, it's, I think it's far enough away to where yeah. it was. It was. It was a very good show. A very good yeah. pay-per-view. It's just mired by a a, a, a poor ending. For all yeah, I thought the ending was uh, dreadful. Just, just in terms of like, uh, uh, like actual kayfabe. Well, you know what I mean. It's like yeah. Homeboy wasn't in the match. He can't win the match. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad they just went ahead and uh, ruined Firefly Funhouse after a month, so they didn't waste our time uh, with any more Bray Wyatt stuff being interesting. Wait, really? I thought it was awesome. I, I, I wanted it to just stay him being a fucking... Oh, sure, sure. Like, yeah, that's fair. Children's show host. That's totally fair. Like, I wanted to see that character actually wrestle. Sure, sure. I don't need the Mr. Fiend. Yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> Mr. Fiend. <laughs> like, fucking slow burn that shit at the very best. Yeah. Or the least, or whatever. Like, like... Fucking pull that taffy, man. <laughs> you know? Taffy. It's not like you're working towards a series finale or some shit. <laughs> yeah, I said the same thing probably. I was like, now I'm just like, okay, cool. Well, 
he's still going to be fucking evil when he comes back to wrestle. Like, yeah, it, it's there will have been no change in the character by the yeah. time he gets back in the ring. It'll just be him in a stupid fucking mask. <laughs> like, that was that was what he was trying to do before he was Bray Wyatt. When he was <laughs> Axel Mulligan. That's right. Yeah, that'll get him on your side. Um, I mean, I, I still am giving it a long leash, but I, I'm just like you, Rich. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm pretty sure I know where this is going to go. Yeah, it, 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 it went there. They did it. They went they uh, where where it's gonna go. It arrived. <laughs> I will I will also uh Trump, we were talking about money in the bank. Uh the other thing that bothered me about the ending was the fact that that was maybe the second or third best actual money in the bank match ever in terms yeah, yeah. of work and guys just killing themselves and then yeah. that's like their reward. Exactly. Just, that was that was bothersome. Um Things that are good. This is not wrestling really at all, but just an always reminder: if you guys aren't watching Up Up Down Down, it's the best wrestling wrestling product that doesn't involve actual wrestling anywhere. Um, watch no, it. No, I'm going to go and say it's the most important title in wrestling, the best wrestling, and it's no wrestling. It's just the best show. <laughs> you have not lived until you've seen Kofi Kingston's five plus minute, not a meltdown, an an exaltation. Of him being Kofi two belts now because he's the up up down down champion and the WWE champion. <laughs> I I concerned coworkers who were coming into the break room while I was watching it because I was crying. <laughs> so, <laughs> fucking amazing! It lived up to the hype. The same thing goes for the uh, Xavier Woods Tyler Breeze battle of the uh, the brands. I literally binge watched over like fifty seven episodes of this fucking. <laughs> YouTube show where they're just booking Rich. I'm very disappointed in college that we just like actually played them and didn't yeah. just do GM mode. We really fucked up. Yeah. Still be doing this to this day because we just got mad at each other for beating each other in matches that didn't matter. <laughs> True. Uh, barely legal would still be a heavyweight. And that's oh, the only thing course. we're going to mention. And no one asked us questions about what we just said. Um, <laughs> But it's so it's so fucking good, and also it's getting ruined now because now they're editing Chris Jericho off the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, so enough people were mad about their last big show was the Royal Rumble, which they actually simulated and watched, and everyone's been looking forward to it for months. And then it's playing, and the next thing you know, it just jump cuts five minutes ahead, and everyone's like, "Oh fuck, Jericho is in the match!" So they actually <laughs> like, released that footage in a separate video because everybody was so mad. Hmm. Um, just goes to show. Even up, up, down, down is not immune. What's up, Topa? Sorry for that sound. I was like, you know, looking for other things to talk about because I think we're about to wrap up. And I was like, oh, let's talk about uh, Takeover Twenty Five, which I didn't realize was fucking Saturday. Yes. So I look forward to sending you guys uh, yeah on Saturday. <laughs> I'm so behind. Yeah, I've not, uh, I I've not watched one since uh, since WrestleMania. Uh, real quick, did Leo Rush get released? Not officially, I don't think yet. Oh, okay, because he's going to be on this MCW show uh, on Saturday as well. With I mean, maybe, maybe they just didn't announce it. Maybe, yeah. Also on the show is uh, Gorillas of Destiny, uh, Sean Spears, and Molina. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, Terry Reynolds got released from the airport. That's good. Um, sorry, I'm just catching up on news today. Uh, 
She bought a gun to an airport. And she's like, oh, I forgot, which I believe. She's old. Um, yeah, everything about that checks out very hard. Yeah. Uh, what else was I going to... There was something else I was going to check on. So, yeah. So, the matches as of right now for TakeOver are Cole and Gargano, the rematch. Um, Rich, are you flying to uh, Bridgeport? Oh, I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze. You have... Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, that great promo. Great. That fucking promo. So good. See. Spencer, if you haven't watched it, we can watch it as soon as we're done recording. Oh, so okay. fuck. Um, you have Shayna and Io Shirai. The vacant tag titles in a uh, four-way ladder match, which could be absolutely bonkers. Um, despite the fact that the Forgotten Sons are in it. Every other person in that match. <laughs> um, and Matt Riddle and Roderick Strong... That one might get changed because if Bobby Fish is still hurt, I'm sure they would throw Roderick in with O'Reilly. So I'm going to hold off on posting that match until I hear anything else um, on the on our little channel. So that way, for you guys' picks, you know what matches are which. But uh, yeah, it should be a really good show. And going back to what you said earlier, everyone was like watching Raw after Double or Nothing being like, well, how's WWE going to respond? This is the show they respond on. Mm-hmm. Fuck Raw and SmackDown. This is a show that you're going to see people killing themselves to hmm. try to keep up. In, in, my, in my opinion. I think yeah, that's no, yeah, you're 100% correct. Um, especially because now Triple H is like, oh, they fucked my chair up. Go go get them, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and this you're going to sledgehammer my chair? My chair? <laughs> my sledgehammer! <laughs> you come for the king of kings, you better not miss. <laughs> He's going to set a broom on fire. <laughs> Clean this. Uh, anything else on uh, wrestling news before we wrap this baby up? Nah. Yeah, I think. Oh, uh, TNA had a. Uh... Just kidding. <laughs> hey, they're fine, man. They're. You know, they're yeah, no, but the fact that like, we didn't even mention them is kind of like. Uh, who's it looking to be. Uh... For the finals of Best of the Super Juniors, do we? Is that clear I yet, or know, is it coming down? But to... I, I do not know that. I have been checked block, out. The um, so the A, I think it's the A block. Uh, the final match of that block is Ishimori versus Shingo, and it basically will determine it because Shingo's still undefeated. Ishimori's only lost one, so if Ishimori beats Shingo, he would have the tiebreaker and win. If Shingo wins, he's still undefeated. The other block, I am not sure. I'll say this: it's weird to see Kushida in NXT. Just like running the same deal. Yeah, everybody always runs when they kind of start. Yeah, yeah. but it it's, is. it's just like it's just I haven't adjusted to seeing his face in that building yet. Right. Who, who's he uh, in, a, in a program with right now? Do you recall? Nobody immediate, but I think they're okay. they're starting to do a Gulak thing. I think that's that's what it was. That's what it was. Thank you. So I saw on there on NXT's Instagram, it was like, who's a who's a, a better submission specialist, Kushida or? Drew Gulak and I was like fuck off it's Kushida like (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying like if you've been watching 205 Live (laughs) you would know he's running a submission specialist gimmick and tapping on everybody right I wish I could fucking find the time and gumption to watch 205 Live because I'm sure it's good whatever I don't care but it's like yeah a guy who is like whose gimmick is powerpoints I haven't watched the show in a year. I don't know if that's even. Yeah, no, it's far from that. Uh, Or the like literal ace of the juniors of the second biggest company in the world uh, in terms of wrestling. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go with that guy. It's soon gonna be called. 
What was that, Rich? Well, they got to say something about the match. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough. Soon to be called 201 Live, just to equal how many fans are watching. Oh! Um, <laughs> sorry. sorry. Um, like, <laughs> we deserve all the bad wrestling. They're going to do now. We're probably great wrestling. <laughs> and I haven't watched that motherfucker ever. I wa- uh, I found out, uh, I think it was through Reddit or somewhere else, that uh, apparently, like, right after Cody got released, uh, he did a show, and he, like, legitimately hates Drew Gulak, and I find it very funny. That's all because, that. Because, like, he was on like, a show, I think, any show, and, like, he had, like, pizza or something, so he was just giving pizza away to fans, and he had, like, a huge... I don't think he was even doing that. I think, like, the company bought pizza and just had it on his table or something. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, everyone can have pizza or whatever, and Gulak was, like, very mad at the line that Cody Rhodes had. You know, former multi-time everything champion Cody Rhodes. And Gulak's like, well, if that's what it takes to get over. And Cody's like, fuck you, you're Drew Gulak. <laughs> so that just tickles. That that, that point, Cody. That's <laughs> what I'm chalking that up to. Um, yeah. All right. That's going to do it for this news episode of Podswoggle, wrestling podcast with entertainment. Make sure you're going to wherever you get your podcasts on a weekly basis and rate, review, and subscribe. You'll get your podcast every single Friday as they come up. Also, arcadeaudio.net for the podcast and all the other ones in our network. As Spencer mentioned earlier on in the show, patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Jump on our Discord. All kinds of cool stuff from just supporting us every single month. Follow us on all social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube. Send us an email, potswoggle at gmail.com. Hit us up on the Podswoggle mailbag, arcadeaudio.net slash Podswoggle mailbag. And, of course, don't forget all these other great plugs from everyone else coming at you right now. Um, you guys want to come watch All Out with us in Chicago? I would love to if I wasn't coming to Chicago three weeks later <laughs> for Podslam so? 5. Coming, I don't I, care. Stay for three I, weeks. <laughs> I, I will kill me. <laughs> yeah okay. she she she'd, she'd have to come to chicago to kill you <laughs> she does love the city let me tell you there's already a hard pitch like hey uh so in four weeks can i go to daytona beach with augie so <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man it's funny to think about somebody else asking the same question in 1995 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if there's no other plugs i will go in everyone's final thoughts we will start uh yeah uh also uh june 29th uh ripley at second city go uh onto their website and just type in ripley ripley that's is the improv team you're that's the improv team that i'm on uh johnny uh of dilettante ball is on and you're performing where uh at the second city that's huge that, it's it's a huge building too. It's you get lost very easily. It's like a fucking, directions. It's the MC Escher of a building. <laughs> That's really accurate. Yeah, uh, and also uh, every Monday night uh, at Comedy Sports Theater here in Chicago, let Sleeping Dogs Lie uh, live and in show person of uh, answering questions and questioning answers. Hell yeah! It's also a podcast. If you uh, don't live in Chicago, you can listen uh, every Wednesday on the uh, Arcade Audio Network. Just search for Let's Sleeping Dogs Lie wherever you get podcasts. Uh, but if you do come and see it live and you buy your tickets ahead of time, use promo code FETCH for half off. That's right. We are making FETCH work. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. Um, but you love but... the savings. <laughs> but you love the savings. I'm excited to listen to the Juggalo episode. Um, that's up that's now, that right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a fun little... Uh, I came up with... 
uh, 10 juggalo bands and 10 fake juggalo bands. <laughs> and you have to figure out which is which. And it's a lot of fun. It, it would have been the, the Moxley Jericho interview took precedent today. So I'll listen to that tomorrow. <laughs> uh, go listen to that. Go listen to that after you listen to the other. Um, wonderful. Rich, you have any other final thoughts? How many coins would you pay to just see a an, an alley street fight between Cornette and Russo? Mm, how many coins? Like, just to see them just, like, rip each other's shirts while just flailing. Yeah, nope, you lost me. Because <laughs> I know what the byproduct of that's going to be, like, man. One of them, like, crying about, like, my eye or some shit. 15 coins? Yeah. Right? Like, I, I want to see, and and the money can't go to them. Oh, no. Well, I, I think Cornette actually offered at one point, like, $20 on pay-per-view, all the money goes to charity. And Rich is like, no. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, you're the piece of shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and six coins, Rich. Uh, the six golden coins of Mario. Uh, Spencer, final thoughts? Uh, hell yeah, that's an underrated Mario game. That's the introduction of Wario. That game fucking rules. Good. Fuck, I love that game. I miss that game. I think I have it somewhere. I just gotta have the Game Boy that goes with it. I look forward to that being the only thing that someone mentions about this show. (laughs) Either on Twitter or in the Discord. (laughs) They wait an hour and 38 minutes, and they're like, oh yeah, finally, something I relate to. God. Um, No, we love you guys. Topic, final thoughts? Uh, You guys want to rent a tank and invade uh, StarCast 3? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) like a like a fucking like i don't know what even is like a minivan at this point like what's a minivan brand (laughs) astro van yeah let's just roll up in an astro van (laughs) god i i would pay a lot of how many coins would i pay to punch fucking conrad in the face one one (laughs) coin all you need fucking mortgage bitch Are you calling him yeah. a mortgage bitch? He's like a mortgage company. Okay, sure. I don't know. He's like, I'm not going to quit my real job, even though I'm making six figures doing this podcast thing. I'm a mortgage guy and blah, 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 blah. Ric Flair sits at my dinner table and drools on his food. <laughs> Can I say something? Really good what? Conrad Thompson impression. <laughs> Who, me? Yeah, <laughs> you have one. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying you. You should host an episode of the show as Conrad one time. <laughs> For Tope, for Rich, for Spencer, and my growing diabetes. This is Conrad Thompson. And it's gone. As all, all of my impressions, yep. it's gone immediately. <laughs> Shouldn't have said anything, Rich. You should just let me have You're, it. I forgot. I forgot that you have this affliction. You mortgage bitch. <laughs> mortgage bitch. You're not my mortgage guy at work. All right, we're swapping off. I already said who everyone is. Goodbye. <laughs> Angers me. <sighs> Basically, I, I, Repo Man, right? Is a mortgage bitch? <laughs> <laughs> and no, at the same time, I don't think you know what, how mortgages work, Tope. No. <laughs> what no. is a mortgage, Tope? It's uh, something you pay to the bank or something. Correct. <laughs> better than what Augie would have been. It's like, girl, I fucked two weeks ago. Repo Man.
Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.